Hey guys, it's Maggie. Welcome back to Witches Wednesday. As a practicing witch myself, I noticed that I have a lot of witchy followers, so I decided to incorporate a series which is now called Witches Wednesday. Every Wednesday, I release an episode that talks about witchcraft or something within the witch community so that you can learn and develop your own practice. I encourage you to ask questions, to reach out, to follow me on social media. I'm on Facebook, TikTok, and on Instagram. I share a lot of helpful information on all of those platforms as well as funny memes. You're always welcome to email me topics that you would like for me to cover or episode recommendations. This week, we're going to be talking about the types of witches and types of witchcraft. Now, there's honestly, if you want to get down to every single type of witch out there, you're looking at, you know, 30, maybe even 40 plus types. And I am not going to go over every single one of those types on this episode. I will, however, go over some of the main types and I may talk about some of the similar types and how they're similar and may and how they may be a little bit different. That way, when you hear something that, you know, resonates with you, you'll at least know what direction you need to go in. There are also tons of books out there that talk about different types of witchcraft and practicing witches. There is a lot of information on witch talk and YouTube as well as Pinterest. Pinterest was a lifesaver for me when I first began my journey and you can find a lot of helpful helpful information there. There are a lot of witch groups and witch communities on Facebook as well that you can ask questions. So if one of the topics or one of the types of witchcraft that I mentioned really resonates with you and you want to find out more information on that specific type, um, feel free to you know, reach out to me, you can send me an email or you can, you know, research yourself, look into some books, Witch Talk, Pinterest, and some of those other resources that I mentioned. So before we go deeper into the main types of witches, I'm going to go over some of the more big overall types or big overall categories that a lot of witches fall into. So you have secular witchcraft versus spiritual or religious witchcraft and what this is or what this typically means um, is secular or a secular witch is a witch that may identify as atheist or agnostic they typically don't worship any type of god goddess or deity they don't um, really believe in any kind of higher power or any kind of higher energy. And the other type is the exact opposite, which is a spiritual or religious witch. Um, this type of witch is going to believe in some kind of higher power. They may be a... Sorry about that. Phone is on silent now. Um, but they may be a pagan witch. They may worship multiple uh, gods, goddesses, deities. They may be a Christian witch. They may um, just believe in some kind of higher power, some source energy. This 
falls under many, many, many different branches and categories. So those are two big differences right there. And if obviously you should know which one I fall into, I clearly am a more spiritual witch because the podcast is Chasing Spirituality. I do believe in a higher energy, a higher source, and I incorporate that into my witchcraft. However, there are some practicing witches that consider themselves a secular witch, and they may also be religious or spiritual, but the difference is, is they do not use any kind of religion or spirituality in their witchcraft. So those are the two big categories that you can fall into. The next big category that I want to um, talk about is a solitary witch versus a coven witch. And that is exactly how it sounds. Solitary witch tends to practice most of their craft alone. Um, They do most of their spells, rituals, and their practice solo and by themselves. Whereas a coven witch does most of their witchcraft, most of their practice within a coven or within a group. Okay, so those are two of the big categories. I'm not really going, I don't really consider those to be a specific type, um, even though they are, you know, two different types, but they, they're more, they're more broad than that. So, you know, you can fall in one or the other of those two, but then we're going to go into that a little bit deeper. So, the first one I want to talk about is a sea witch. A sea witch usually has very strong ties to water. Um, More specifically, a sea witch will be very strongly linked to big bodies of water, to the ocean, and to the sea. A sea witch tends to use um, the ocean in their craft. They may use... Florida water or other types of seawater or salt water um, within different types of spells and ritual work. They may use it to protect or to cleanse. Um, They also usually use other parts of the ocean like sand, um, seashells, sand rocks, driftwood, and things of that nature. There are also different witches. like elemental witches you can be an elemental witch and you may use all of the elements so you know all the elements being either if you believe in the four elements fire water earth air or some say there are five elements fire water earth air and spirit so a sea witch may be drawn to the water element but if a sea witch is really really drawn to specifically the ocean and the sea that's what makes them a little bit different from just a water witch however you can call yourself or classify yourself as both you can be a water witch and still be drawn to the ocean Um, you can be a water witch and still be drawn to any of these other types i'm going to mention And we'll get into that a little bit more as we go down. So the next one I want to talk about is a kitchen witch. 
A kitchen witch is also referred to as a hearth witch or um, sometimes referred to as a cottage witch. And what a kitchen witch does is usually a lot of magic around the home. Most of their practices take place within the home and they do a lot of things to make their home feel more inviting and welcome and safe. They do a lot of protection magic around the home and um, maybe to their family. They may do a lot of brewing and cooking. Um, they may add a lot of love magic and acceptance and compassion magic when they bake or when they cook things. They may um, enjoy you know, gardening, growing their own herbs and their own spices. They may um, like feng shui. They may like to mess with certain lighting, certain colors, and, and things like that to create this beautiful, cozy, sacred space. Um, they may enjoy um, making essential oils or using essential oils to create a specific energy and atmosphere within their home. They may you know, space out um, crystals and things of this nature. So basically a kitchen witch or a cottage witch, whatever, you know, you want to call it, does a lot of home-based magic. Which leads me into the next one that I want to talk about because this one gets confused a lot with the kitchen witch because they're kind of similar in some of the practices that they do. And this is a green witch. A green witch is also um, often referred to as a garden witch or a forest witch. And a green witch may also enjoy growing their own um, herbs and plants and vegetables. But the difference is, is they are highly connected to nature. They um, love being outdoors. They have an affinity for earth. They love, um, you know, maybe being surrounded by the woods and greenery and nature they love getting their feet in the dirt and ground um they may also love growing their own plants and stuff they may have tons of house plants and this you know is is very similar to a kitchen witch so you may identify as both and that's okay you may think well you know both of those kind of sound like me and and that's that's totally fine as well. And like I mentioned earlier with a sea witch also being linked to possibly the water element, the same thing can happen with a green witch. The green witch may also identify with the earth element and may, you know, be an elemental witch or just an earth element witch. The next one I want to talk about is a hedge witch. A hedge witch is a witch that I, I like to think of a hedge witch as very closely linked to shamanism or shamanic style practices. Um, a hedge witch has a very strong connection with not only spirit and um, their own spirit, the element spirit, but also the spirit world. And they get the term hedge from a... Um, a, a term called hedge jumping and this essentially means 
uh, astral traveling or astral projecting into the other world. So hedge witches normally have this deep connection with spirits, the spirit realm, and the other world. And they'll do a lot of practices to communicate with spirits and communicate with that other plane. So a hedge witch may also be similar to a garden witch or a kitchen witch where they may use herbs or grow their own herbs because there are a lot of um, herbs and herbal medicines that not only shamans use to open up that state of consciousness to connect with spirits and to connect with the spirit plane and the spirit realm, but um, hedge witches will also experiment with different um, herbs and flowers and plants and they will see what works best with them with and going to incorporate that into their practice so like an example of this would be mugwort mugwort's very commonly used for um, dream enhancement a lot of people a lot of witches will brew some kind of mugwort tea or they may um, cleanse with it or they may smoke it and mugwort is used to open the mind and especially open the mind in the dream realm so that you can connect to that astral plane. It helps with dream recall. Um, it helps um, you have more vivid dreams. Um, so that can also be linked back to um, a garden witch or um, a kitchen witch. Another funny thing about hedge witches is the term um, flying the broomstick is thought to have come from people who identify with this type of craft because flying is used um, as an expression of flying through the astral realm. So th those two things are, are linked and they're thinking that's where flying the broomstick came from. So the next type I want to talk about is a cosmic witch. A cosmic witch and a moon witch or a lunar witch can be very similar. So I'll probably talk about those together. Um, a cosmic witch is normally strongly linked to astrology, astronomy, celestial energy, the cosmos, um, and will usually follow the planets. So a celestial witch is normally going to be the type of witch that knows all of their, you know, or most of their planetary placements. They're really deep into astrology. They may ask you for your birthday, your birth time. Um, they know where the planets are currently at and, you know, where what their alignment is. They also tend to be drawn to different types of um, divination, such as um, tarot uh, card readings and things of that nature. But they don't have to be. Um, a lunar witch is similar, but a lunar witch is normally just follow the moon. So a lunar witch will be really interested in the moon phases and what kind of magic and energy each moon can bring. And they normally know a lot about um, which moons are best for, you know, maybe re reflection releasing and cleansing versus um, manifestation and creating and some you know sometimes a lunar witch and a cosmic witch may be the same they may enjoy both that's me 
I identify with the moon very, very strongly, but I also identify with all of the cosmos and with astrology. So I um, enjoy and practice both of those, which again is totally acceptable if that's what you're being called to. A moon witch may also be drawn to some of the same things that a sea witch is drawn to and vice versa. So these also can go really well together because the moon affects the ocean and the ocean's tides. So if you are very, are very drawn to, you know, the full moon and the moon phases, but you also feel yourself drawn to the ocean and the tides, you know, that's completely normal as well. A moon witch um, will normally like to maybe create moon water by charging water under the moon and maybe charging their crystals or cleansing their crystals under the moon. Normally a moon witch has certain ceremonies and certain rituals or practices around some of the bigger moon phases, especially like the new moon and the full moon. And if you follow me on TikTok, you know that I typically post a video with every new moon and with every full moon. I don't think I've missed one in a very, very, very long time. Um, and that's because the moon's energy is important to me in my practice. And some months I may do a very, very elaborate ritual and, you know, I may go all out and do some kind of big cleansing thing. And then some months I may be so stretched thin that I can, you know, barely make that video out in time. And that's okay as well. Your practice is going to change from month to month. You do not have to always you know, be extremely elaborate and dedicated. Whatever you're called to do, whatever you're drawn to do, whatever your energy is calling you to do, that's what you should stick with. The next thing I want to talk about is a divination witch. So a divination witch can also fall into many of these other categories, but a divination witch typically is very, very interested in different or all of the divination tools. So oracle cards, tarot cards, um, I Ching, palmistry, um, maybe uh, tea leaf readings or scrying. And scrying is when you use some kind of reflective object to get your um, divination or your intuitive messages. So you could use like a mirror, crystal ball, things of that nature. Tea readings um, is also very common with garden witches and kitchen witches because they're connected to those plants. So you can be interested, like I mentioned earlier, in different types of divination, but yet still kind of feel more closely linked to a different type of witch other than just a divination witch. I would say if you want to really classify someone as a divination which they probably feel called to multiple types of divination tools and they use that for majority of their practice so for me you know I identify a lot with the moon and with the cosmos but I also enjoy tarot and I also enjoy you know uh, tea leaf readings and palmistry and things of that nature as well um, the next type of witch that I feel like we should at least talk about is a traditional witch. A traditional witch is exactly how it sounds. A traditional witch 
looks at maybe their own ancestry or the traditions of their family, the traditions of their um, community, um, where they come from, their local region, the um, their history, and they practice the magic of their local region or their ancestors. They look at the historical traditions and they incorporate what is very traditional you know, to them into their practice. And the next type of witch that I feel like is very important to talk about is an eclectic witch. An eclectic witch creates their own craft from many different types of magic and witchcraft. This is what I probably would classify myself as if I had to choose one, because as you can tell, there are many different types of witch of witches and different types of witchcraft that I identify with. I love the moon. I love astrology. I, you know, love different types of divination. I love plants and I love brewing things. I do a lot of home-based magic, but I also do a lot of garden magic. I'm very closely linked to several different elements. So that's what an eclectic witch will do. An eclectic witch will use their intuition. They will tap into what is calling to them. And from there, they will research and they will learn about what they feel drawn to, what sounds right to them, what's pulling towards them. And they will make their own practice. They will make it into their own craft. And that's, that's definitely me. I pull from many different types of witchcraft and many different types of spell work and I use what feels right to me. Some may say that's a little bit harder because it's it's harder to um, you know get really good at one thing but I feel like if you take it slow and you kind of stick with one thing until you feel like you have learned enough about it, you've done enough research about it, and you're as comfortable with it as you can be, and then you move on to the next thing that you feel drawn to, then I don't, I don't find it difficult personally. And that's kind of what I did. I started off with astrology and I started off with my own personal birth chart. And then I started looking into the birth chart of others. And then I kind of from there went into moons, into the lunar phases, into lunar magic. And from there I went into tarot and, and so on and so forth. So I think that if you feel drawn to many different types of witchcraft, then that's a beautiful thing and you should embrace that and, you know, just go with your intuition, go with your gut. If your gut's telling you to, you know, research into a specific topic, then do it and then just stick with it until you feel drawn to something else. So some honorable mentions that I want to talk about, um, some people call them their own classifications. Some people don't. They think they're just kind of um, more of a branch of one of the classifications that we already talked about. Again, you know, to each their own, whatever works for you. Um, so we've got a storm witch. A storm witch is a witch that uses um, storms as their source of energy. They use, you know, the thunder, the lightning, hurricanes, the rain. 
Um, they, they draw that energy into their practice. Um, I've noticed that a lot of sea witches are going to also be drawn to storm magic. A lot of um, elemental witches are going to be drawn to storm magic because there are, there are these principles within storm magic. Storm magic affects the ocean. Storm magic affects the sea. Storm magic also involves many, many different elements depending on what you're working with. So you can identify as a storm witch, you know, as a standalone, or you can kind of classify that in with a sea witch or with an elemental witch. It's, again, what feels right to you. Um, then we've got a pagan witch. Again, a pagan witch could pro- could fall into any of these other categories. You could be a pagan witch and be a moon witch. You can be a pagan witch and, you know, be an eclectic witch or a divination witch. But um, a pagan witch typically follows a lot of pagan um, principles. They maybe worship some pagan gods, goddesses, or deities. The next kind of witch I want to talk about is a solar witch. A solar witch is the opposite of a lunar witch. So just like a lunar witch uses the moon's energy and the different um, phases of the moon in his or her practice, a solar witch is going to do the same with the sun. I find that a lot of um, witches that identify with the element of fire um, will be drawn to solar energy um, as well as using the sun in their practice. This could be the same with um, a cosmic witch or maybe even a lunar witch. A lunar witch may also want to use the sun in his or her practice and the same with a cosmic witch. The next kind of uh, witch I want to talk about is a literary witch. A literary, uh, sorry, a literary witch loves books, um, loves reading, loves to research, maybe loves poetry and writing, lore, and different types of myths. A literary witch um, can also fall into many of these other categories. A literary witch is often going to be one that's drawn to using sigils. Sigils um, are essentially um, runes that you create from words by um, eliminating certain letters until you develop the the rune or the sigil. And um, an example would be you would choose, um, say, a sentence or a word or a phrase. And, you know, say you're trying to bring in abundance. So you would choose the sentence or the phrase that works best for what you're you know trying to bring in so you would say I attract abundance and wealth and then from there you would eliminate letters until you get down to a very very small amount of letters and you would create your sigil once you create your sigil you can charge it you can charge it many different ways this is just depends on the witch creating the sigil so Maybe a lunar witch that also uses sigils or identifies as a literary witch may charge their sigil under the moon. 
or may charge it with a crystal or a solar witch may use the sun. There are many different ways um, that you can, you know, charge your sigil, incorporate this into your practice. And then from there, your sigil is activated and they can put their sigil on um, certain artifacts, certain materials. They can carry it around with them. It just, it really just depends on what the purpose is and what you're using it for and what feels right to you. So those are some of the big, um, the big name basic types. There are others out there. Um, there are other different witch types out there, but to me, um, me personally, those are some of the big ones. And I think that if you want to identify as a, as a type, then you know, you're more than welcome to, but I also want to say that it's very important to know that you don't have to. I don't really identify or classify myself as a type. Like, like I said, if I had to choose, I would probably choose um, eclectic because I fall under so many different types and I pull from so many different practices and I truly am a very intuitive witch. I, I go with my gut. I go with my intuition and what feels right for me. And that's just what feels right for me. But if you feel drawn to classify yourself, you feel drawn to a specific type, then that's perfectly okay too. And sometimes, you know, you may start off considering yourself an eclectic witch and you may practice and dabble in all different types of witchcraft and magic and then you know maybe later on down the road your practice becomes you know more narrow and you identify as just you know a moon witch or just one type or it could be the opposite maybe in the beginning of your practice you feel really drawn to the cosmos so you identify more as a cosmic witch but then the more you practice and the more you learn and the more you do you decide that you identify more as an eclectic witch or um, a sea witch you know I feel like you don't have to label yourself if you don't want to but I know that this information is still pretty helpful for beginners because it at least gives you kind of a starting point and that's why I really wanted to do this episode. This episode, I didn't make it so that you felt so that you could identify yourself, so you could label yourself. I did it more as a tool that you can use to, you know, find what resonates with you. What sounds right? What feels right? What are you being drawn to? What is calling you? And from there, you know, then you can do more research. Well, what kind of divination types are there? Because maybe you feel drawn to divination. Well, what what kind of divination tools are out there that you can use? You can use I Ching. You can use palmistry. You can use tarot. Okay, so which one of those call to you? All of them? Great. Check them all out. Uh, just I Ching? Cool. Check that out. You know, this gives you kind of a starting point so that you can begin really getting to know yourself and listening to your guides and your intuition and you know feel what 
feel what's calling out to you. Before we go, um, I'd want to let you know that I did create a quiz. It's a um, quiz that you can take. The link is in my Instagram bio. You can take this quiz and it's supposed to let you know what types of witchcraft you are more likely compatible with or being drawn to. Um, most of the types that we talked about, um, the major types, I have included in this quiz. I did knock off um, a few and I did combine a couple that are similar just to make the quiz a little bit more accurate. Um, so if you're interested in taking that, uh, you can find that on my Instagram. Um, it is at chasing.spirituality if you don't follow me on there. But I hope that you found this um, information really, really helpful. And I hope that you can use it as a starting point to begin creating your own magic and begin researching and finding out what really resonates with you. And if you have any questions about any specific types that I went over or any types of witchcraft that I didn't really get to go deeper into today, send me an email and maybe it's something I can cover on the next Witches Wednesday. I hope you all have a blessed night. Did you enjoy that episode? Great. Make sure you share it with someone you love. It would really mean a lot to me if you would take the time to rate and review the podcast. This really helps the podcast grow and reach more people. I would love to connect with you. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, and on TikTok. And if you want to find out more about me and what I do, check out my website, www.chasingspirituality.com. I hope your day is full of magic. Until next time.